Welcome to the old bastard martini lunch. This is a show about advertising and design creatives with an audience of one, me. I'm Peter Morse. This is my show. Other than Ed Mejia or me listening, thanks. I appreciate it. You know, these are recorded primarily for me and my own listening enjoyment, but that doesn't mean you're not welcome to our booth and our discussions. Allow me to introduce you to one of my longest term friends in design, Ed Mejia. He's currently an art director at Nelnet. The show gets into some of his history, how his family came to America from El Salvador, how he ended up in Nebraska. Also, we talk a little bit about his work history as well as his view of race. Sounds pretty serious, but we'll definitely have a good time along the way. You're gonna have a hard time not being charmed by Ed. Trust me, join us in our booth in the back as we share our drinks and our stories. Welcome, Ed Mejia. Thank you. Cheers to the uh, gentlemen. Old Bastard Martini Lunch. Oh, dang. What do you guys think? Yeah. It's like tasty. That. Tastes like apple pie. Mm-hmm. You guys are drinking a, cinnamon uh, apple pie. Drinking one of my original cocktails. So this is. Uh, I'm gonna have you lean in just. To, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Put the details on here. Hold so, so this is one of my original cocktails. This is what I call the peg leg, mm-hmm. um, pirate themed, because it's uh, tequila, grapefruit, and mm-hmm. cinnamon uh, simple syrup, and then you garnish with uh, a smoked sea salt um, oh. rim and. Uh, to pay off the name, you gotta throw us into the steak in. So, mm. tasty. Anyway, so fresh. Squeeze. Oh, these are gonna go real quick. I yeah. Oh my gosh, fresh squeeze, delicious juice. Mm. It's gotta be fresh squeeze. You can't use the, the can the bottled stuff because Oof. it has added sugar. So. Man, that's delicious. Yeah. This will be an extra short episode between. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Ed Mejia. Scan Boy. <laughs> Scan Boy was my original <laughs> yeah, nickname. Yeah, so uh, you didn't think I'd go there. No, I'm glad you did. I, I bring that up all the time to interns. I was like, you think you have it hard? Mm-hmm. I scanned pictures for eight years straight. Yeah, it's true. It was only like three months. But still, three months like is the longest. Yeah. Just getting nothing but pictures. Yeah, that's it's yeah. the equivalent of ads and pictures. But why do we do it? Oh, I'm not, I, it's, it's one of the best things that I ever did for where I ended up because I we did it to scan ads because I didn't learn jack shit in college, it felt like. Right. So the art director or you know creative director, Rob Moore, was like, dude, you need to scan this stuff and learn about letting and kerning and like composition and uh, photo choice. So it was like boot camp, Ryan Holt. That's <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Holt yeah. for uh, designers. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. I didn't get it at first. It was like, I always tell people it was like Karate Kid painting the, the fence or whatever. Like, he didn't know why. Right. And then that day you got pun- he got punched. He was like able to block it. And I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. That, that happened like six months in. I was like, <laughs> like oh, man. Oh, I can, feel, I, I can design a form in Quark Express. <laughs> yeah. Look, look how good I am. Oh, man. 
Yeah. I actually did bring bring up Cork Express yesterday with Brandon. I was yeah. Like, hey, remember when we can change like uh, kerning combinations for letters uh, globally on a document? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're old. Good times. Good, <laughs> good like, yeah, times. I'm, I'm old. Yeah, we go way back. Yeah, man. What was? Uh, I'm trying to think of the year because it was pre 2000. So well, I graduated in '98. So, did you start as an intern at that time? No, I went straight into work. I was an intern in college, and Rob used to work at Union College, so he was like, hey, you want a job? And I was like, sure. And I just showed up one day, and then I was a full-time Started employee. scanning <laughs> photos. <laughs> He's like, here's the scanner. <laughs> That's Get right. to work. <laughs> the trash is in the back. That's right. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody had to do everything mm-hmm. there, so. Started yeah. from the bottom, man. Yeah, you have to figure out how to do those page layouts. Mm-hmm. And, like, well, now the whole crew's here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you got to sweep. You got to sweep. You got to clean toilets. Yeah, whatever it takes, man. Yeah. But, you know, that's all That's all part of that education. Yeah, we, we literally are doing this podcast a distance, a short distance away from a, an area oh, where we spent a long time together. You're going to tell working. everybody the secret location. No, no, I'm the, not. The that's lounge not. here. You notice how I said that? I was yeah. Like, Near the That's vicinity true. of That's true. this fine establishment that you're hearing back here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we spent what six years working together. Yeah, yeah, it was a good a good run there. That was fun. Uh, a lot of good memories. Remember when uh, we were trying to decide who we wanted or yeah, who we would fight with, who would win? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you set up a video game. Oh, I did that. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell I mean, tell people. About well, that. I the, it started out as just uh, you know office talk about like who do you think you could beat up, <laughs> and uh, I was convinced you were pretty tough, and nah. uh, and Rob was like he's got a weak he's got a weak ankle, <laughs> and you take that out and he's just like gonna be like a turtle laying on the were floor. Were you stereotyping because he's brown? Yeah, no, well, not at all. <laughs> like, those brown people have weak ankles. <laughs> I literally heard him say that. No, you <laughs> say. I was the minority in that office. Oh, I loved true. it because it was you and then uh, uh, Dean, Dean, who's Filipino, Filipino, Leave, so, who's uh, half Malaysian, right, half Swedish or and something, Norv, who was uh, half Chinese, half Jamaican, Jamaican, yeah, yeah. It was so a why cool did, crew. Why did they let you come to work? Ah, uh, you know, I don't know. They, uh, we had a. A, pro- was, a program. Yeah, yeah. I was the <laughs> token like, white guy. I was the token white guy. <laughs> like, needed we, needed, one. we needed one for the photos. Yeah. Token white guy. Yeah. To look like our boss, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> we like want, he ran the place. Yeah. We wanted work. They needed, they yeah. needed a white, white guy to get. To Somebody had to meet with our clients. <laughs> it wasn't going to be me. No, no. I would joke about it, but yeah. what about race? How's that kind of impact? Oh, well, let's just get into race. Let's jump right into it. No, I mean... so guest Okay, hey, well, well. I'll, I'll set the stage here. All right. Uh, um, Ryan I sent me a text earlier. Uh-huh. He said, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, if you'd listened to an earlier show, you know I like tequila. And he said, don't drink all that tequila. <laughs> We've got. I've got a special drink in mind mm-hmm. because we've got the only Mexican in advertising. <laughs> around here. And I said, "Well, number one, like, I didn't drink the tequila, yeah. even though I wanted to. And yeah. number two, he's from El Salvador, you dumbass." <laughs> which, which I responded, "I was pretty sure he yeah. wasn't Mexican. I was just gonna say it because yeah. I know how they get pissed about that." They, yeah. uh, those people. They, oh, they, yeah. they, those no? people. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I mean, I think, I think one of the best things about working in this industry and having worked with you for six years, Peter, was that we were 
well, let's just say we played a lot of Don Rickles in our office. Yeah. And if you know anything about Don Rickles, he was the equal opportunity offender. And we never took anything serious. Like, everything was up for, for a joke. And uh, to this day, I still joke like that with people, even in the office now. And they, don't, and they don't appreciate it. Sometimes they don't get it. Well, but <laughs> it's... It gets me in a little trouble. But, but, so, but I like it's to not have like fun. it was mean-spirited. No, nah, it's all... I don't know. I, I think a lot of it people like to position as, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm telling a joke, mm-hmm. when it's like, no, that's a thinly veiled attempt to yeah. insult a race. And mm-hmm. yeah, When you dish it out as much as I do, you, you got to take it. So right. I like to joke about it. Everyone that knows me really well likes to harass me about that stuff. I have, I have ongoing running jokes with everyone I've worked with, different things. One of the other ones is that... <clears throat> Sometimes people have confused me for other races, and so that's a fun one to play with. Uh, so I showed up as uh, Kim Jong Un once to a, right. a Halloween party, <laughs> just just because I think it's funny. But, yeah. No, we, we've always had a lot of fun with that stuff. I always joke about it at work, and uh, I make people uncomfortable. But that's yeah. That's I always right. get the what are you? Mm-hmm. Like, um, a human? Like, yeah, but you're half Filipino and and Irish and Irish, yeah. That's where the whole of comes course, from. right? <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I'm Filipino and Irish. I always said if um, if I was a McDonald's menu item, mm-hmm. I would be the McFlip, and I would be a breakfast item. <laughs> McFlip. <laughs> uh, yeah, my wife is Swedish and German from Russia, right? And uh, so we're always teasing that our daughters are Beener Schnitzels. <laughs> there you go. You can edit that one out. <laughs> Hey, Morris is like you're making my job so hard. <laughs> if you're comfortable with it, then no, I love it. Uh, yeah, no, you know, it, being in Nebraska is kind of interesting. I, I don't think I ever really think about race much, but then I just kind of walk around, not really thinking about that. Although I like to joke about it, it's not something that like has ever stopped me from doing whatever I want to or walk around. Actually, it's kind of nice feeling empowered everywhere I go because I, I feel good in African American neighborhoods. A lot of my friends growing up were African American, Hispanic people, right? Caucasian people, wherever. It feels kind of empowering, really, to just waltz between groups of people and never really worry much about it, right? So, I don't know. Lincoln's, you know, pretty homogenous in general, but overall, I've never had any issues with that or anything. Sure. Or if if there are issues, no one's ever told me. <laughs> like, His hands look too fat to click a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> those weren't designed those yeah. apple mouses weren't designed for those yeah, kind of and you know talking about how we're always kind of joking around about that I remember we were talking just about mm-hmm. um, Spanish and it was mm-hmm. always about like hey well you just say L and then and, and mm-hmm. then end the word with O mm-hmm. like El Caro or whatever mm-hmm. and um, so we you know used to just talk a lot of shit back and forth but I remember when we were out in LA mm-hmm. and we were uh, doing some work out there mm-hmm. and we were watching uh, Mexican wrestling, mm-hmm. and a commercial came on, and it was like the exact opposite of that. Of that. Like <laughs> the same right. joke, but it was the opposite, which I love, which yeah. was uh, a guy and this gal at a restaurant, and there is the waiter speaking English, yeah. and his date says, oh, you know, I don't, I don't understand. Uh, this, I'm translating for you. She says, uh, I don't. Uh, actually, you translated it yeah, for me, right. but uh, she was saying, I don't understand English, and he's, he says, oh, no problem. I'll, uh, I'll translate this. I know English. So, uh, same thing. He's, he says, you just add Asian to the end of everything. <laughs> right. So, like, he wanted the steak, so he yeah. called it, like, carnation, yeah. I believe. He was like, 
uh, I would like some uh, carnation for my uh, taco nation. Yeah. So like that was the reverse of yeah, uh, the adding O and L to. Everyone. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. That was fun. That was yeah, a good no, time. That's what I'm saying. And there's there's jokes everywhere. Like, you can take yourself too serious. But whatever. You know. Well, that was my way of dealing with everything, though. I mean, you just gotta. If I can get you to laugh, then we're probably more likely to get along, and sure. you won't even notice things you don't like about me, <laughs> like my looks. <laughs> Oh wait, are we getting into dating now? No, no. <laughs> now I do remember your test, though. What? Your, what test? What are you talking about? For dating. I don't remember. You this. don't remember this? Oh, no. Uh, it, you would take somebody to the oven, and if they didn't like mulligatani, then oh, they yeah. were. That was that they was were it. out. Yeah, they had to go. Yeah, my wife did not like mulligatani. Oh first, man, but she loves it now. So. Okay. You People want, change, Peter. Yeah, yeah. They grow. <laughs> you right? you won her over. It was your personality. We don't all just stay in 1997, Peter. No, not all. Yeah. Wait, I still have my earring? That... <laughs> the mullet? Yeah. <laughs> so, you've got a pretty interesting uh, history then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to get into a little bit of that? Like, uh, obviously, originally from El Salvador. Mm-hmm. What, was that, what was that like uh, getting into America? Um, I always have, like, Hand answers for this stuff, yeah. you know, like, like you people are like, where are you from? Yeah. What are you? Yeah. Well, this is a conversation between us. <laughs> no, I know. So, and you know most of my history, but yeah. maybe people listening. I mean, so yeah, when we were when I was four, my dad was living in Los Angeles, and <clears throat> he sent money to El Salvador and had us, my my sister and my mom and I, travel through Mexico, which back then it wasn't as dangerous as it is now, but it's still pretty dangerous if you think about. A, a mom and two little kids right and so there. we did everything we stayed in mexico for like six months and then um we got to uh i think tijuana or something and we had this <laughs> my dad had hired a guy a white guy uh to uh pick us up in tijuana and just drive us across the border that's how easy it was back then right and my mom i guess wore a wig <laughs> I mean, she's super dark, and like she had like a blonde wig. She looked like an aborigine or something. <laughs> and then me and my sister were in the back, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, this is my wife." And the guy was like, "Oh, sounds good. Welcome right. to America or whatever, you know." Yeah. And so, so welcome back. Welcome back to America. Yeah, there you yes. go. And so that was it. You know, it sounds crazy and kind of weird, but uh, that's how we got to the U.S. And it, it's kind of a weird thought sometimes to think that that's how. You could arrive at a country and change the destiny of your life just by <laughs> something so haphazard and kind of dangerous and weird. And so, but we we stayed in LA, and LA was probably like <clears throat> it still feels like home. I was there a couple months ago, and like it just feels like what kind of created whatever it is I am now because <laughs> LA is full of people like me. So everywhere I go, I feel comfortable, and everything I kind of love, I fell in love with as a grade school kid. You know, from really art, design, music, everything. And L.A. is such a big place and it's so vibrant with energy and artwork and music and stuff. You know, the pretty stereotypical stuff you you would know about L.A. Because it's an entertainment city. And so we were there for a long time. Then my dad is kind of a brave guy the more I thought about him as an adult. Because he just kind of moves when he's ready. And moving is a lot harder now that I have a family and kids. I can't tell you. How many times I thought if I had to move right now, it would just be such a chore and like I would hate it. <laughs> right. And trying to find a job and do all this stuff. But like we moved a lot. And so 
uh, he was kind of a brave guy. He's like, oh yeah, that sounds better. Like that's a better place to live in America, and they have better schools and better jobs. So let's just move there. So we moved to Portland, Oregon, which was awesome, really nice and green, and spent my middle school years there. Wait, were you living in Portland before it was cool? It was so uncool there. <laughs> it was like Seattle's really nerdy little brother. <laughs> so you were like the the original hipster of hipsters. Yeah. I, well, what was funny is when I got there, uh, a lot of people from California were starting to move there. Um, and so I remember people had a weird discrimination against Californians, not necessarily Latino people. <laughs> they would they had, they had bumper stickers like, don't Californicate my state, you know, right. stuff like that. Or, But the kids thought it was awesome that you were from California. If you were from California, they'd say like, sure. oh man, where are you from? And you'd say LA and they're like, oh, did you see any like... You know, like NWA people, because that was hot at the time. I was like, no, not really. <laughs> I lived in Pasadena. <laughs> Different neighborhoods. Yeah, everyone thought, everyone thought all of LA was like, you know, Compton or something. Yeah, yeah. So we had, we had a good time with that. And, uh, yeah, but it wasn't cool at all. There's just a lot of nerdy kids everywhere. So you probably fit right in then. Yeah, oh yeah, I was like Latino nerd yeah. in every school I went to. So. <laughs> yeah, I had friends. I, I had a friend who... Um, he and I had the same bus stop, and uh, we got along really well for like a year. I left that school, came back, and when I came back, he apparently had joined some kind of quasi, like uh, neo-Nazi group. Oh, jeez! <laughs> and he had a shaved head. He had the the tall Doc Martin boots, right? And the suspenders. Yeah, yeah. And he wouldn't really talk to me anymore at the bus stop. But once we got to school, for some reason, every so often when he'd see me, if his friends weren't looking. He would like do the little head nod, like I, I still remember you, brown boy, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but like we got along, we were, and that was weird because I was like, we we get along so great. Like in right. seventh grade, we used to get in trouble together. Like yeah, we got in trouble once because we did the Iowa basic test, you know, with the dots. Yeah, and he talked me into not taking it. Yeah, and drawing something with the dots, and yeah. he drew the word Slayer. Yeah, and I was a, I was a nerd and an idiot, so I drew my name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first test is this. Yeah, I, was like, I wonder who did this. <laughs> so we got in trouble together, and I thought we had bonded over that, but uh, you know who knows where he is now. But yeah, that was kind of Oregon life. And then uh, we ended up in uh, the Midwest because my dad got a job in Wichita, and I came to Lincoln to go to college. So yeah, that's how I ended up here. There you go. There you go. Short story long. Been uh, to... I've been in Lincoln, I guess, 23 years. So that's the longest I've been anywhere. All right. Ready for round two? Ooh, yeah. Some refills? Mm -hmm. All right. Let's, let's do them up. Well, thank you, Ed Mejia. I can't say in all the years we've known each other that we've ever had a bad interaction. This conversation continues the streak. I always enjoy talking with people not originally from America and hearing about what it's meant to them to make the journey and how important this place we call home is. And I also tend to be an optimist, so I enjoy keeping a positive outlook on life. And Ed really is the personification of a positive outlook on life. You're going to hear a lot more about that on our next show. In the meantime, if you want to learn more about Ed, uh, I don't know why we never even got into this. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to bring him back on the show. But uh, Ed has a real affinity to Mr. T. So if you want to learn more about him, uh, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram. And it's IPTD. 
D-A-F-O-O. In other words, it's I pity the foo. So thanks for listening. If you like the show, subscribe on iTunes. Lots more fun folks on the schedule. Some you might even like. Finally, you can interact with the show on Twitter, at Bastard Martini, or you can visit the website for recipes and show notes. It's oldbastardmartinilunch.com. In the meantime, have yourself another martini or a shot of tequila. I know I will. Thank you.